This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello and welcome to The View from the Gladys Street podcast, a weekly podcast show dedicated to Everton fans. It was a frustrating afternoon for the Blues on Saturday. A 1-1 draw leaves Everton on six points out of possible 12 available, and we're going to talk through that and more. Our guest today, Mark Rotty. Hello, Mark. Hello. My second guest, Rob Astle. Hello, Rob. Hello, mate. And my third guest is a professional boxer and massive blue, Tom Farrell. Hello, Hello Tom. How, How are you, you? How are you doing? Sad, yeah, not too bad. Good, good. Tom, um, you've taken time out of your day. Thanks very much. You've got plenty of training on, but you've also got um, a fight at the end of the month. Do you want to just uh, tell us a little bit about that first? Yeah, uh, I'm boxing the 29th of September uh, in the Liverpool Olympia. Um, it's good to get back there as a nice venue to box at. Um, and it's my third fight of the year, so I've been quite active and you know, I'm looking to push on now. It's a bit of a tickle we're fighting. Hopefully, you'll be looking to, to push on for like a title shot towards the end of the year, maybe like December time. So, yeah, it's just about getting back active and getting back in there. And, you know, can't wait now. And you say the fights at the Olympia, it's it's been about, I think, roughly three years since there was boxing at the Olympia. How, how good is it that it's back, back there? Yeah, well, back when I had my debut, I think I had my first three fights there. Um, I think I had a little gap where I went to the Echo and I went back to the uh, the Olympia for my fifth fight. Uh, and since then I haven't boxed there. I think it was yeah, 2015, September. Um, yeah, so it's it's good to get back. It's a bit of an iconic venue. Um, but, you know, it definitely needed updating and, you know, the, the toilets weren't, weren't very pleasant. <laughs> um, you know, I, I quite liked it as a as a boxing venue because it was it was ni- nice, you know, the, the crowd were dead close to you and it had a good feel. But... You know, there was nowhere to even get changed. I think we, we were our changing rooms were in the Grafton next door, so <laughs> we didn't we had a toilet between about ten boxes. So it's good that it's been updated and it's been you know, had a bit of money put into it because it, it definitely needed it and you know, looking forward to, to seeing how it is. So hopefully it has actually changed and they're not just, you know, feeding us with this <laughs> this uh, false false belief. But yeah, it's. I'm looking forward to getting back there. You know, seeing how it is. Does that mean? Does that mean you're gonna st- you can walk through now without your feet sticking to the floor? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It, it's mad. It, Honestly, God, you, you wouldn't believe it. Like I'd be going to the toilets and me and me like me kit wraps on, gloves ready, and you'd have people bladdered you know, <laughs> trying to get out. So I think they were like unisex toilets as well, where anyone could go in. And it was that was just the grannies. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, uh, tell us about your opponent. Any uh, any uh, info on him? Uh, no, I was just saying that I got got mentioned that I was meant to be fighting some Finnish Finnish kid, um, who's who's a good opponent and he's been in with some good good uh, good lads, good local lads. One Robbie Davis Jr. from who's from Liverpool, uh, and Jack Carter also. I think I'm only doing a six round, so it was a little bit pointless and put me in with him. And like it deserves like a big bigger fight that over like ten rounds. And yeah. so my man just going away and he's looking looking for someone else who, who we can put me in with to get me a bit bit of recognition for. And obviously you have got to win this fight, but if you do, uh, future plans. What what's what are you aiming for? Yeah, uh, well I'm looking at maybe the English title before the year's out. Um, the holder of that Sam Mason, he's from up Yorkshire, Sheffield way. Um, He's got the title, um, and you know we've we've sparred in the past, so we we know each other. And you know I'm not calling them out; I'm just just <laughs> how it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I think that's what my sort of manager that had in mind. The British title's getting boxed for next next month, so that's out the equation. So is the Commonwealth on the same show. That's been mates fighting for that. Um, so yeah, we're looking at maybe English title level, 
um, she she would go for that. Yeah. And uh, just tickets for the show, do you still got tickets available? Yeah. Like um, we've got tickets for this one. Um, that's obviously it's three weeks this Saturday. Um, so yeah, if anyone fancies you, come down. Give, give us a little message on Instagram, Twitter, and we'll, we'll sort them out. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, all right then. Well, let's move on to Everton. Uh, <laughs> you're a massive fan. Season ticket holder. Go to most yeah. of the games. What's what's more painful, getting punched in the head or watching Everton? Oh, at times, <laughs> <laughs> at times. Last season, it was it was. <laughs> I'd spend the full week training, and then I was going to match with the lads, and I was just thinking. What am I doing? Put myself through <laughs> this. I'd rather have a ten round spar than, than going to match. It was, it was very, it was very much like hard work, wasn't it? Last season. So when we started the season and this this year under Marco Silver, I was a bit apprehensive of what to expect and didn't really know. But I think the first few games we we showed something a little bit different and it looked like we were playing with a bit of intent this this year. And I think last year, obviously, we had Koeman, didn't know what was going on. Mm. Then we got Allardyce, and it was just literally 10 men behind the ball. I think we had 10 shots in about 25 games. So I think this year it's looked, looked a lot more impressive and looks like we're attacking a little bit better. Um, and then, obviously, we've had a few mad sendings off, which just sort of, like, stopped us in our tracks. Yeah. And I think when you look at it, we've only had Richarlison, added Richarlison to the squad in the first few games, and... He's made them a massive impact, which I think which showed on on Saturday when when we when we missed them, it showed that like you know such an he had such an effect on the first few games. Yeah, and what do you make of Silver as a whole so far? Like plenty of potential there. Yeah, like I think, I think apart from the the zonal marking that he was using, I think he's been he's shown that he's been working on things in training, like the goal that we scored. I can't remember who it was. I think it was just against Southampton, first home game of the season where we where we made a good little good little play from a free kick yeah. and Theo Walcott scored. It was like obviously it's quite obvious that he's doing stuff like that in training. Um which is always a good sign. He's, he's thinking about things and you know, he's putting them into practice. Yeah. Right. Rob, I'll come to you now. <laughs> Will Huddersfield good on Saturday or whatever and just that bad? No, I think you've got to give Huddersfield a bit of credit really. Um, you know, they they came with the game plan basically to stop us playing and, and and it worked you know from us trying to take a goal kick you, you look at our goal kicks now it starts with Pickford putting it out to either the centre halves just either side of the penalty area and they had two met the two the two front men marking our two centre halves so there's the game plan there's put the start of the game plan out, out the window already because you can't do it otherwise you're putting yourself under pressure and I think they just had I, I, I hate teams who come who play football like that you know, we witnessed it last year with Allardyce, and it's not nice to watch. But it, they come with the game plan, and they got what they wanted. They got their point at the end of the day, and yeah, fair play to them. But and as well, they had what was it six one at, at, at Man City. They got beat three 0 at home on the opening day against Chelsea. Yeah. They got a nil nil against Cardiff. You know what I mean? They had to. They had, They need to start getting points on the board, and it just it's typical of us that it was a. Uh, you know, the next game was against us where they did really need to like dig deep and it wasn't a sense of us being that bad. I thought we probably could have done things obviously a little bit better, but you know, don't take too much away from them really. Any complaints with the starting lineup? Or no, not really. Um I think we went with, you know, we had, we went with what we had. You know, Bernard uh was meant to play, I think, and was obviously injured. You know, Richarlison was a massive miss. You know, so they and you know, Richarlison, you know, he's our top scorer, he scored 
he scored you know pretty much all of our goals by Walcott's ones this season and you know he's bound to be a big miss you know so no real complaints now um it was what I expected I didn't expect anything different um but yeah it, it, it's just one of them you know it, it 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 is frustrating you know it's kind of stopped us in our tracks a little bit but it's probably proved that it's not based our bubble as such but it's it's brought some fans down to earth maybe a bit yeah. that silver's got a lot to work on as well I was impressed with how we we didn't you know I, I said before the game I'm intrigued to see how this team reacts going behind and we were we were level again 30 seconds later after the, after the kickoff you know yeah. it was yeah frustrating but you know you've got to give Huddersfield a little bit of credit where where it's due really Mark I'll come to you next now I always look forward to a, a proper good Mark Crotty rant rant <laughs> um, oh you can tell he's got one ready as well oh, I have one today <laughs> almost <laughs> at the point where I don't mind if Everton get beat because I know Mark will make it better <laughs> um, Mark you said before the Rotherham game that you'd almost kind of demanded that Everton won the next three games um, in a row mm-hmm. and that's not to be the case what is uh, what went wrong um, yeah, combination of both, wasn't it? It was Huddersfield come with a plan and executed it quite well from from their point of view. Um, and we said on the show last week, didn't we? The only way they're going to score is from a set piece, mm. and they did. Um, from our point of view, and I think why the fans got frustrated was there was just a little bit too much of last season in that performance. I think I think it just reminded everyone yep. of last season. Like, like there's still work to do. Yeah, mm. and. The two best players for us, I, th- I thought, with the two new lads again, Zuma and Zinia, were very good. And the rest of it was just a bit slow, a little bit like the obviously with Walcott going off, there was lack of creativity there. They nullified Sigurdsson, didn't they? I think they thought if we if we get round him, harass him, he, they're not creating nothing, and that's exactly what happened. So well, we'll come on to this, but I thought just with the subs, the right sub would have been to take Davis off and bring Sigurdsson back yeah. to pick out a pass because, like you said, they were just surrounding yeah, him. No, and it was just, I mean, his work rate was phenomenal. I thought yeah, yeah. he never stopped running, but he just, yeah. on the ball, he just didn't have a chance at no. all. I agree. I, I don't know why he didn't. The subs were a little bit strange, weren't they? I still don't know why the, the Daniel for Baines one happened. Mm. But, 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 but it's we know you love, you know you love Daniel. I think maybe, oh, I maybe just to keep it better, give him a bit of yeah. momentum because he played the, played the game yeah. midweek, hadn't he? Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe just run out of legs because they were his first yeah. two games, weren't they? But, yeah, I think if we have this podcast straight after the game, it'll be different when we will be all heads up and going, ah, oh, well, this and that. And But now it's you've had time to sort of reflect and think about it, and it's just one step along in the process of learning, and we're going to be a better side. That There's so many players who weren't playing on Saturday that I can think of five off the top of my head that would walk into the team yeah. already. So as frustrating as the result is, um, yeah, I'll go back to the start of the season with the cautious optimism approach. I'm still... I'm still happy. We're still unbeaten. Still positives. Um, we just got to try and get these performances out of our system and learn how to break these terms down uh, when they come to Goodison. Because one or two of them teams are going to come to Goodison and do exactly the same, um, and we have to find an answer, don't we? So yeah, did it? Was that our worst performance of the season so far? Do you think? Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, simply because the, the, I mean the two away performances where we had the red cards. The they showed a lot of fight, didn't they? The Southampton game was a little bit of quality. Score goals against Rotherham. So it speaks for itself that that was the worst game we've watched. Um, is it a positive that we didn't lose that? I think ever teams, Everton teams of the past would have potentially lost that. And yeah. You know, that's, that's not saying we shouldn't be beat Huddersfield at home, of course we should. But I just feel that 
haven't had time to reflect on that because I was angry after the game. And yeah. I was like, you would have got a rant after the game. Um, I've obviously had a little time to think, and you think, you know what? It's one step along the way. You've got a couple of weeks now to get. Hopefully, Gay gets fit. Hopefully, Bernard gets fit. One more game for Richarlison suspending, and then and hopefully the likes of Mean and that start getting getting in the squads now. And then the the personnel is obviously going to improve the performance as well, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, Mark mentioned there that teams are going to come to Goodison. Teams like Huddersfield, say for instance, yeah. are going to come in and maybe sit sit in, sit back, maybe not be as um, aggressive or as open as you know the likes of Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea. But we're just going to have to deal with that, aren't we? We can't you can't use that as an excuse really for not winning football games. No, I think it's down to your players and it's a show a bit of cutting edge. And I think we didn't have that to do with Son Davis and Snadlin. No, both of them sort of like quite deep sitting midfielders and not the best picker of a pass. Um, so it was always going to be hard to break them down. I think you had Cenk Tosin running, running the socks off, but pretty much to no avail. The same with Sigurdsson. Couldn't really bring them into the game. And I think that was sort of because Snyder didn't didn't do much. And, but when Tom Davis was tiny things, it weren't coming off. And obviously the crowd were getting on his back. So I think he was petrified of, of making another mistake. But... I think he, he has shown signs of be, being a, a good player, hasn't he, Tom Davis? But I think we've relied on, a, on him too much as a bit of a youngster. And, you know, it's it just one of them. I think on, on another day, some of the passes he was trying would have worked and would have came off. But, yeah, as I said, as a, you were saying before, Huddersfield, they, they didn't half press well, mm-hmm. continue for the whole game, pressing high, and, and were putting us under pressure. Mm-hmm. I think if you had a look at the stats, I, I don't know who it was, I, I end up, Watching um like a re- review of it, and it was, I would think think we had eleven shots, one of which was on target, which was the goal, and then if Huddersfield had nine nine shots with six on mm. target, so like if you, if you look at the game, we probably had the better of the play, but we had one shot on target, which, which highlights a bit a bit of a bit of a problem. There. I don't think te- so. Obviously, Tosin never had another shot on no, target. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like people say that Huddersfield sat in and defended, but they probably were just equal in terms of attempts and, and shots on target as well. They had they had their bits and pieces as well. Didn't they? But counter attacks, like didn't they? I think what Tom was saying there, spot on with the Schneider and Davis thing. Davis has got the stick after the game, and he and, and he hasn't progressed as much as we'd like to. However, Schneider has to take more responsibility for me when it's them two. You know, obviously, Gaze seems to be the main man. Schneider and on so many occasions, just takes that safe option. I've always said that about him. He's, he's a tardy, neat player, it, yeah. but he'll never maybe wear Tom Davis or pick yeah. out that, you know, not saying killer ball, but he'll always look to make something happen. Exactly, and Snyderland's going left, right, five yards, not really going anywhere. So the onus falls on a young Tom Davis then. To, it was the same with Rooney, though, that. last year, yeah. where he, when he was playing in the middle, yeah. and Rooney was, you know, pinging long balls and he yeah. weren't coming off. Yeah. Four guy, isn't he? Well, I mean, yeah. obviously he, can't, he couldn't do it, Rooney. At the time, can Davis do it? You know, only time's gonna tell. Mm. Um, I think maybe that's where the criticism came from Snyder, obviously as well as his attitude last season. Mm. Um, but I think the, the criticism of Davis has been uh, rather harsh, to be yeah, honest. Just too safe, Schneider, and he's just too safe. Yeah. Start taking some risks, start t- taking responsibility. You're the you're the senior midfielder out of the two of them. You start looking to like break beyond, you know, like take someone on or do a one two or do something different. But every single time I notice with them, it's just five yard pass to the full backs or just didn't. There's nothing really there, and as and, and that falls then on Davis, which I'm sure we're gonna get on to talking about I, him anyway. But I think I want to defend Schneiderlin here a little bit. I mean, 
Love it. Love the beat. Tom <laughs> Tom Davis didn't, you know, it's it's he didn't have the best of games, and I felt with Sigurdsson being so isolated, and Jang Toshin, you know, both had two men on them at a the time and things like that. I think I think Schneiderlin played it safe a lot of the time because he was scared of being overrun in midfield. So when he did when he did win the ball, it was right. I just need to get rid of this now and play it, you know, play it safe rather than. Rather than try and distribute it forward, when the two, when when your forward men are isolated, and he's trying, he's got Tom Davis who's already struggling. He's just trying to make sure that nothing gets through him. And I think, I think if Adrissa Gay was in that midfield, it would have been a completely different game um, for either of them. To tell you the truth, whether it would be for Tom Davis or um, Schneiderlin, but yeah, I just think touch unfair on Schneiderlin there. I think they, um, guy's got a lot more energy than Schneiderlin. Yeah, so yeah. when he's you know Schneiderlin might not do a lot more running. Than, than guy than guy would but like I say I think Davis is still so young though isn't he yeah. you know what I mean some, um, of the, some of the criticism he got I think was massively massively unjust he did have a poor game though I mean, he did oh, yeah, I'm not, you know, not disputing it yeah but I mean to, to say he's you know he's not a, he's not a good player and things like that and, and, and it turned into you know things I saw on Twitter like personal attacks towards him and things it's completely unwarranted like the lad's 20 you know what I mean he's still learning we spoke about this the other week Davis is still learning and he's he's got to learn to fit in the style of play as well. He's gone through. I think this is his third manager he's played under now, and it's he, he's not. You know, he needs a consistent potential run of games to start seeing the full effect of him as well. And yeah, just I think it's the pressure more than anything. Which yeah, again, I, re- yeah. I won't repeat it again. But I feel like again he should have just gone out on the season. But that's just my opinion. Mm. I don't know what what mm-hmm. people think about that. Does um. Can, can the referees take any blame for the... Always. <laughs> well, obviously, I know yeah. you say that, but... <laughs> Regardless, they always do, don't they? He I don't know. petty as anything, wasn't he? He's just so yeah. petty. It's classic Stuart Atwell, it was. Oh. You know what I mean? I mean, from the from from minute one, every single throw in Huddersfield yeah. had, it was taking at least 30 seconds for them to go and take it. And all he had to do... He was on a yellow card early as well. Yeah. He could have easily been off a few yeah. times. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know... Uh, it was the same lad who kept. Got, it was I think it was the lad who scored, wasn't it? Who, Billings, was ta- yeah. Yeah, he was taking all the taking all the throw-ins. All he had to do was go up to him and say, "Listen, mate, any more of that, you're off." Because like like Tom said there, he was booked. Hmm. You know, it's he was booked in the first couple of minutes. Wasn't he? Do you know, you know what? Yeah. I think I think that's where we missed Wayne Rooney because Wayne Rooney would have been in the refs here. Yeah, you had no one. Like you, you were looking for someone in our team to go. Come on, ref, have a word. He's yeah. he's taking he's taking the mic and it's only like mm-hmm. half an hour gone. Come on. Yeah. yeah. And then in the second half, you know, I think it was a punch that Tom probably would have been proud of and on Jack Tosin <laughs> at the end. You know, I know that was you un- know he proper. I didn't even notice that until afterwards. And I suppose that's another case of VAR, I suppose, but at the same time, you know, he's just been lamped. It's not yeah, and then it's a forearm smash. And isn't it? there was a, in the middle of the in the middle of the second half, in the middle of the park. Again, I don't know who it was, but I think it was Davis pulled pulled someone back. Don't get me wrong, Davis committed the foul, but the Huddersfield player swings at him mm. and doesn't do anything. The referee doesn't do anything. And it just felt it was... He just didn't let it flow at all. And I can criticise referees all day long. I think every single one in the Premier League loves being a celebrity. You know, it, it's not about refereeing a game. It's about, look at me, you know, I'm here, I'm in charge. You know, it, it's not about keeping control of a game. It's about for them it's about like making making themselves known and it, it, I don't even think what VAR can do in the Premier League because at the end of the day you're still going to have the same corrupt inefficient referees sitting behind the telly screen hmm. at the end of the day and 
he had a really poor game, Stuart Atwell, on Saturday. And, you know, he won't be the first to have one at Goodison this year either. Tom, like, Huddersfield, obviously, again, it goes back to, like, teams coming to Goodison and, like, trying to frustrate. We know these teams are going to time waste. Like, did the did the fans get frustrated too early, do you think, from from the moment that <coughs> Huddersfield had a throw-in, like Rob said, they were taking 30 seconds to a minute? Yeah. Like, should we not be more professional? Not just the fans, I mean the players. Should the players not be more professional, but should the fans maybe not be a bit more bit more patient? Because I think it filters down to the pitch, especially as the match goes on and, you know, you're not, it's not going the way you want it to go. Yeah, definitely. I think the atmosphere hasn't been fantastic at Goodison for a while, as in... You know, goes back to when Ross Barkley was was first getting all all the stick, and you know I I've been in the Gladys and and like the same people who were moaning like moaning past themselves like then when some when when they scored they soon changed the tune. I think I think their fans need to be a l- little bit more positive from from the off and you know when 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 Goodison gets going it's it's a good place to be in like you know as as a as a scouser I'm sure all of us love to be play, playing for Everton mm-hmm. so. We need to get behind the players a little bit more, and, and you know I think it, think the, the sort of positive vibes will rub off, and you know the team will start playing well. Yeah, Mark, do you think that frustration filtered from the stands down to the pitch, or was it just? It always does, doesn't it? Just you can see the players get nervous. I think it's a good point Tom's just made there about Barkley. He was the last fall guy, really, wasn't he? And now sort of Tom Davis is taking that mantle. Why do we do it to our own? You know, yeah, Tom Davis never had a great game. He hasn't progressed like I thought he would, but. Lad's sort of living the dream. He's playing forever, and he's doing what we all wanted to do. While he's on the pitch, I'd support anything he done. You know what I mean? So get behind him and all that. Then after the game, I'll talk to my mates in the pub or on Twitter or whatever, and have a chat with people and say, you know what, I think Tom Davis was terrible there or whatever. But during the 90 minutes, the fans have to get behind them because otherwise, they're not going to play better by you getting on the backs. That's just that's just never happened. No. Do you know what I mean? What gets behind them is that when you say, come on, lad, and if you've got 30,000, especially all the ones close to the pitch, all screaming, you're getting behind you, that's when you've seen the better Everton performances as far as I'm concerned. We don't learn as a fan base, do we? It's just We just get frustrated. We just get like early doors now as well. Like you say, I felt that sort of frustration in the first half, even after the equaliser. Mm. Um and I just felt at half time we're not we're not winning this game because I could just sense the tension and the frustration around the place. I don't know what it is and I don't know what the answer is, but we we have to be better as a fan base and mm. getting behind the, the players and especially getting behind the the local lads who who, who want to do well. Because um, otherwise, Tom Davis is just going to go the same way as Barkley did and can't wait to get off. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast. Did they talk about this? But Rob, did did he make the right substitutions? <sighs> Obviously, probably not because they didn't really make any. Yeah, any on the game. I, I mean, I think the whole crowd was expecting Sigurdsson to drop deep, Tom Davis to go off. But yeah, I, th- I think Silver made the best of what you know made the best of what he could to tell you the truth. You know, he had. We had Nias Carbot Lewin and Jeng Tosin on the pitch, um, with probably n- little or no service in the end. Um, but I think, I think given the injuries and suspensions, I, I, I think he was kind of out of not out of options as such. But it just it, it was he made the best of what he could, and obviously it didn't pay off, you know. And the the Baines uh, Dinier substitution was a strange, a strange one, but 
you know, it's just like a straight swap, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Like it was but but when you had Dahl on the bench, who was an attack, you know, who could have come on as an attacking option to give some service to the strikers. I thought it might have been a, was a bit strange, but yeah, I think the only substitution I think we'll probably have a, bit, a few complaints about is probably Tom Davis shouldn't have finished the ninety, hmm. and you know, come off and um, Mitch Sigurdsson would have dropped deeper. Yeah, sorry. Tom Davis actually did finish the 90, then he Sigurdsson shouldn't have come off. He should have dropped deeper, and Tom Davis would have, um, should have come off. Should have come off, yeah. So what happens with um, Davis now then, Tom? Like, does he does Silva take him off the team? Does he still give him a run? Rob said there he, he feels like he needs a consistent run of games to maybe get that form back. Is is that the answer, or does he take him out now and just try and settle him down? I think I think it's got to be a balance, hasn't it? I think it's got to be. I think if him and Sigurdsson are playing together they don't really complement each other hmm. they're both doing sort of the same role neither of them we're picking we're picking the right passes so I think it's got to be it's got to be dependent on to, on who he's in there with whether Sigurdsson's dropped in with him or obviously if Gay's come back I think if Gay Gay can do all the running Tom Davis is I think better bit further forward yeah. Link, yeah. linking the play up intricate passes into the yeah, box well and stuff like that he's not scared to try stuff so let him try it up up by the by their goal rather than losing possession like closer closer to their own, do you know what I mean? So I think it's better I think we've seen the best of him when he was taking people on and scoring scoring boss goals. Um when when he's fair to forward. So I think Gay Gay sort of allows that. I think the way they were playing on Saturday they were both quite deep and not really having any impact on the game. So yeah, I think it depends who 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 you sort of put him in there with. Um, I think he he played obviously I know it was only against Rotherham but he played better midweek yeah. when he was when he used to doing doing like a bit and even down a bit further back but yeah Sam will tell with Sam I think he's definitely he's definitely got something I don't think he's he's a bad player at all just obviously a bit of pressure on him um, there's always massive pressure from the Everton fans anyway because we just want it straight away don't yeah, we yeah. obviously Sam will tell tell with him but no he's def- definitely a good player and he's definitely definitely a, a, a Good Everton centre midfielder, isn't there? Yeah, um, Mark. One player that I don't want to say you were, you were critical of on Twitter, but or I don't even want to say you don't think he was good enough. But what what was it that you said? He you don't think he's mobile enough? Tosin, is that? Yeah, it's just not an observation from Saturday. It's just what I've seen of him so far. I think yeah. he works really hard, and the fans buy into that, don't they? Um, what a fear in this system because he wants to play with, with like a three with two forwards and an essential striker. Is that he doesn't offer? That pace or mobility that I'd, I'd like to see in a striker. Um, is he that type? He's not that type of player. That's not his fault, is, he, yeah. is it? Because he was here before Silver's come. I just think long term Silver will look for the. I seen someone who mentioned it today. Was it Ian Wright mentioned getting Marcus Rashford to Everton? Someone of that ilk, yeah. who can play on the shoulder, who's gonna, who's gonna um, have that explosive pace and and give Sigurdsson that sort of option. Who can as soon as he picks the ball up, he's gone. You can put it in the channel. You can play it in the, the. I don't think Tosin gives us that, and that's just another sort of um, not a problem, but something that we have to work on long term in terms of getting in behind a defence that's structured and set. Is that tiny little bit of uh, uh, an explosive ten yard burst of pace that takes him back, similar to what Rom probably had at yeah. one stage, wasn't he? So it's not a slant on Tosin. It's not that you know that I dislike him. I just don't think he suits us. That's just my opinion. Um, it's probably a controversial one. No, no. I mean, is that is that going to be a poser problem in fu- in the future? Like he said, um, Silver didn't buy him, mm-hmm. but we paid what twenty seven mm-hmm. million for him in January. Mm-hmm. You know, is that you know what has he scored? 
five goals, I think, in 15, and he hasn't scored this season. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever way you, you, whatever way you want to look at that return, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's okay, isn't it? Um, but does that mean we're going to have to go out and spend another well, 50, 60 million so on it? We've got Onyakura on loan, haven't yeah, we? Yeah. What I've seen of him, he's that sort of right, striker okay. that might fit into that. And again, I think he might, you know, he might look at that um, for next season. But we've got him now and we've got to try and work with him. And I was having a debate with the lads as well. And, you know, it was like a half half thing. People saying, yeah, I understand. But people are saying, oh, he needs the service, he needs the service. I say, yeah, the, every striker needs service. But when it's not going for you and the games are tight, I want your striker to sort of be able to do something out the norm, like pick up the ball one, two, or get, I never see him shoot from 25 yards, I never see him try and take anyone on, I never, do, you, do you know what I mean, that sort of thing. I'll it, counter it, it that one, he did, he did that, that shot in the first half. In the half. first half, yeah, <laughs> that shot. Um, it was unlucky though, it was unlucky, I thought. But that, that, that's, that's what I mean that I want from your striker in that system, is to be able to produce something. Yeah. Uh, out of the norm, out of the blue, have you got that? Yeah, so he can do that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know he's doing it. Though. That's yeah. the problem, does he? You can definitely uh, do it out of the blue. <laughs> uh, just, just, just touching on um, on Mark's point there. I don't think it'll be long until we see mm-hmm. Richardson play through the middle. I've said that as well. Yeah, I really don't. I don't. Uh, we'll have Bernard coming down the right um, or the, or the left with Walcott um, on the other side, and I think. Yeah, it's that burst of pace, you know, that that little through ball which might have worked on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got if you've got a if you've got a mobile striker up front, it might have worked maybe if you'd have put Dominic Calvert Lewin cent- in a cent- in a central role on Saturday. You know, I, I mentioned it a few weeks ago. I think Tosin has got a role in this team. He's he's very similar to the Firmino role. But we has got to start adding more to his game to, you know, forget the selfless play. Put yourself in the box, mate. Put yourself in there. Get yourself in there. Let make give give yourself make yourself an option. Don't it's got to be goals though, hasn't it? Yeah. Surely. But don't just don't just make yourself the the fella who you know. Oh, we can get her up to toast and he can hold it for two or three seconds and mm. he distributes it out wide. It doesn't work. It's not gonna. That's not gonna cut it. You know, you need to have more to it. And I think I think th- there is something there for him, but it needs to start coming thick and fast, really. Um, but but I do believe eventually we are going to have the Charles and through well, the middle. He's just being picked by Brazil as the number nine. As the he? number nine, yeah. So, you know, you know, if Brazil are looking at him and thinking, yet yeah, this lad can play central yeah. with his height, his strength, his pace, and his eye for goal, create something out of nothing. I agree with Rob. Yeah, I think Silva might actually earmark that as something for us for the future. Do, um, do you think the more when we get you know our settled defence, which you would probably mm-hmm. say is rumour and mean it, and yeah. we would pro- possibly start pushing up the pitch more? Do you think that would push well push Tosin up the pitch more and getting him in, into them more dangerous areas? You know, the box like the fox in the box type thing where he's 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 like the spearhead right in the middle of it where maybe mm-hmm. crosses or passes are going into him. Just remains to be seen, I suppose, on that one. I th- I just don't think he's looked a threat this season so far. I don't. You know, I haven't looked at him and thought. Yeah, he, he, he looks. He's like he's going to score goals or create or whatever. Yeah, I just don't see him doing. You know, being a threat or he'll, he'll get a goal today. I've not felt that about him. Um, and in a team that's actually doing a lot better offensively than last season, you'd, you'd have thought that he'd have mucked in with a couple of goals by now, but he hasn't. Um, it's a debate for us to have, isn't it? So that's my point of view. My point of view is that definitely. Long term, how quick that is depends on what what he's going to do with Richarlison. But I definitely think long term he's going to want a quick, pacey, mobile striker in that front three without a doubt. Mm. Do need an out and out goal scorer, don't we? Mm-hmm. When you mentioned Rash before, like he, 
you could even argue that he, he doesn't he hasn't been chipping in with many goals as you mean even when he's been playing he's got the pace and mm. he, he's he's creative but even him even for United he hasn't yeah. he hasn't scored a lot. I think Ian Knight was saying um because Mourinho's been playing him out left and then leaving yeah. him out and then Shopping ten minutes at the end if he got a consistent run through the middle for a club like Everton he said I can see Rashford scoring twenty goals for Everton and then mm. that was Ian Knight's point and I thought yeah you've got you've got a point there if not Rashford someone who's Similar sort of like, yeah. so that's yeah, a normal, yeah. yeah. Are you uh, a Tottenham fan now, Tom? Do you know what? I've put 20 quid on every game to score. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I was not gonna, anymore. I was gonna leave it, I, wa- I was gonna do it, like I wasn't gonna do it, and I thought I'll end up not doing it and he score first, so I ended up back, back on him again. And uh, yeah, so I'm don't do it against West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a few, <laughs> few quid down now, thanks to Tottenham. But. Oh, bloody hell. Um, all right, then one player who's been a bit of a hot topic on this podcast probably all summer is Adam Ola Lukman. He's he's basically stayed. Um, came on on Saturday and kind of created that one chance, didn't he? Where it was you know just away from Carvet Lewin, I think it was. Are we now that he's staying? Because I don't know about you, I th- I thought the dream would have been for him to have come on on Saturday and either create the goal or score some sort of a world. He he didn't. Have we got too much expectation now on on Lukman? I think I think he he can definitely play a part. I don't. Obviously, he I think he got felt he felt hard done by. Then he were getting a sniff last season, so he went out on loan. And obviously, when he when he's come back in, he's been a bit you know pissed off and said he said he he wanted to leave, but he's in now and I think he's a good player and he can de- definitely definitely do a job for us. You, you see him when he come on, he had that little bit of little bit of flair about him. Um, I think we obviously expected quite a bit from, him, but. He only show he only show glimpses in in a game where we didn't create much anyway. So yeah. I think he can definitely come in. The fans need to be patient. He, he created that about our best chance in the second half, didn't he? You know, and I, I think patience is is key. You know, he, he's he probably categorised him in the Tom Davis kind of role, wouldn't you? As well, in in that similar situation, just be patient with them, let them bed in. You know, and he, he he's got something at the end of the day. You know. Uh, he can turn a game on a head. He can take a man on, and you know he was close to doing it on Saturday. You know he put that ball across the goal, and we had three players slide in, and not one of them touched it. You know what I mean? It was the closest we came. Yeah. And you know, you know, patience is key. He's not going to be an automatic starter, you know, unless suspensions and injuries mount up. But yeah. Are you are you happy stayed that he stayed, Mark? Yeah, we had the chat yeah, just before yeah. the deadline. Did mean I said I'm open that we can get through till the deadline, and he's still here. And he's got nothing else to do but knuckle down and get on with it. Um, and like, yeah, so we have, we have to be a bit patient, but at the same time, he's got to show the fans that he wants to be here. A good interview or something along the long, mm. along the lines in the next week or two from the club or something from like him that. saying, "Yeah, listen, I'm so, I'm sorry about the, me. I was all over the place, but I'm here. I realise I'm at a big club and and I want to do well. Um, that would go a long way, I think." Um, but ultimately, it's going to be performances on the pitch. He, he will get game time. We said this last week, didn't we? There's going to be times where, and, and, and I said Walcott was injury prone, and he goes yeah. on, with Charleston suspended. He's going to get game time, so it's up to him to, to take that chance. And if he comes on and scores or creates a goal and stuff like that, I think Silver's the type of manager to say, the place is yours to lose. Um, whether whether it's Walcott or whatever, you know, if he comes in and does well, it's, it's, it, it, the shirt is. Um, 
let's face it, Richardson's getting injured for Brazil anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably come back with crack, won't he? Every, every time he, he goes down, my, heart, my heart's oh, been in yeah. and, and then you just sort of realise he's one of the players yeah, he's, he's just going to be going down yeah, at yeah. every given opportunity. Yeah. I, he, that first game I could have something against Southampton yeah. he, I don't know how many times we went down but every time I was like that's it he's gone <laughs> yeah. like, season he, over that's yeah. it 40 <laughs> million he's finished yeah. and then he'd be up running down a pitch again so I think yeah. going back going back to Luchman here though I think what was really interesting is on deadline day there wasn't a murmur nothing from RB Leipzig absolutely nothing no bid no nothing and you know I I think Everton stands finally, you know, finally, finally listen to it. If they yeah. want, if they'd have wanted them that much, they'd have offered the money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's ours now until at least January. So it's time for the lads to knuckle down. And well, I, I can't see him going nowhere in January. So yeah, we've got him for the mm. season, now, haven't we? Um, but but a good option, me for me, as I say, you've, you're going to have Bernard Fit, Luckman, Richarlison, and Walcott. You can all play wide, and of them. Potentially Richarlison and Walcott can play through the middle as well. So if you compare that to what we were watching last season, um, Wales apart in it, seeing the the echo done the um, the, the ins and outs, didn't they? they they've seen that today? Right. Twenty four outs. Did you see that? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Twenty four. And there's and there's not one that I would have kept. The, the, the overhaul. <laughs> the overhaul's fantastic. It's for for the first summer window. It's absolutely. That's, that is massive. To be interesting to see what that's like on a on the wage bill as well. Yeah because we've got six in and 24 mm. out so we've got a better squad and, and save money so Brands is rolling in, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> that's, why, that's why he never goes downstairs at half time you notice that he just sits in a seat he's constantly looking at his phone that's with his missus that's all he's doing is, <laughs> that's all he's doing is selling players yeah, that's, yeah. It. Yeah. that's it alright well you can get rid of now I know yeah I'm surprised um, I feel like we've, we're going to finish on a positive here everyone's, everyone's happy everyone's smiling what positives can we take then going into the West Ham game have you seen as well uh, Pellegrini's gone on holiday yeah. it's just mir- it, do you know what it mirrors Kuma. exactly how Kuma yeah. was with us you know he, I think it had to be on the golf course he, he went to Portugal or Barcelona didn't he and it was like yeah. come on mate you know we're struggling in the league and you've gone on holiday mm-hmm. and you've got players to work with there and it, it, it they're similar kind of signings as well the players who, who just aren't really fitting at, um, fitting the bill at the minute and I was reading a West Ham Twitter page and it's funny watching them have meltdowns but on a serious note it, it mirrors exactly how we were last year it was, yeah. it was poor poor spending poor management and I, it's going to be tough for them to get out of this you know I think they are probably you know they need to start picking points up I think they've got us they've got Chelsea and United all coming up and it, it, it's a tough running what they've got and it's, they've got to start getting something soon yeah I mean I mentioned the family thing uh, sorry the holiday thing but he could have gone back for family reasons because I think he's gone back to Chile hasn't he yeah um, so that's by the by but I think if you'd planned the holiday and you were bottom of the league you, you would cancel that holiday for me <laughs> yeah, I would anyway yeah. I don't know I, don't I know mean uh, no matter what I think every Everton fan if that was I think every Everton fan did rage over that last year mm-hmm. that came and went on holiday and you know it, that's what the end of the season's for, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, four four weeks into the season, going on holiday. And, already. Uh, and I read as well today they've only got four players who've gone on international duty. So other than that, he's got a full team to work with yeah. there. Yeah. So we give them time off for at least a week there. And that, that that's that's dangerous. That you know, and I, I think we've got. 
I don't know how many we've got a, we've got on on internationality, but you can guarantee Marco Silva's going to be on that training pitch with everybody who's still there. Well, that Pellegrini's away for a week. He's not back till next Monday, but mm. the players are back in training on Wednesday, and the assistants and the coaches are taking it. So, from that point of view, if you're a player turning up for training, and you're managing, you know, why should I be bothered if he's not yeah. here? He's away in Chile for a week, and that, and I think that's what was happening with Kuhn when he was on he was on the golf course like yeah. four times, and he was on the training ground, and yeah, so. Well, it scares me a bit as an Evertonian yeah. that they've it's got cla- nothing the rubbish and it's classic playing those next. Play yeah. next. It's, the it, it's just like Huddersfield, isn't it? Yeah. Huddersfield all over again. You know, there's, there's an element of fear now because you know they were in a bad room of form. West Ham are in a bad room of form, and it's classic Everton that they play. You know, <laughs> they play us next and break the door. Yeah, it's just it's just got <laughs> it's just got it's, you, it? it's got Everton <laughs> nil. Uh, West Ham oh, one. Mark Noble pen like 90th minute or something like oh, that, isn't it? It's shut just, up, will you? <laughs> I think it's the, meant to be positive. And it? Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the one big positive for me though is the fact that what three or four of our deadline day signings haven't even yeah, haven't even played the game. So you know that's got to be. Mm. It's not even our team really, is it? Definitely. Not Silver's team. We, we've that's what I was saying before. Like we've showed signs of improvement mm-hmm. just by adding the Charles yeah. mm-hmm. like. The team is exactly the same, apart from apart from him, really. Mm-hmm. So, I think yeah, uh, there's, there's more to come, isn't it? Obviously, it's mm-hmm. going to get better. Hopefully, I'm excited to see the team he put out against West Ham because you know Yeri Mean is supposed to be fit. You know we'll have to see where you know hopefully Bernard's up to, you know is fit to play and you know it, it's it's unknown quantities and I always you know it's one thing you'd always do like as a football fan is watching a new player play and you know mm-hmm. you kind of get behind him a bit more and be it, it'd be great to see the new lads like mm-hmm. all, all start and you know. Get you know, get right behind them, like we were just saying before. Mm-hmm. Let's not get frustrated, let's go straight in at them, let's get the crowd going. And uh, there's some exciting players in that team who you know, I'm sure the fans mm-hmm. are really looking forward to seeing. I think if if Saturday was our team, I'd be a bit worried, yeah. But as I say, we know what's got to come in. And if you name your first 11, the, the new lads are in it because one, we've seen them play for, for the previous clubs and we've seen them play for countries and the quality players, so. Silver's bought them in, so he knows what he wants and yeah. he knows where the positions are needed. And as you know, we have been campaigning to see Mina and Zuma together for ages because <laughs> I've just wanted two dominant centre half on the pitch anyway. On yeah. the pitch, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing Gomez. I think Gomez is, is going to be an automatic shoe for that number six role when he's fit. So there's so much to be positive about. Um, and at the end of the day, we're, we are still unbeaten, and we just got to start learning how to turn them frustrating draws into wins and with the better personnel ready to come in I think we'll do that alright well I think that's a, a good place to leave it um, lads thanks very much for coming in I appreciate it Mark Rob and uh, Tom um, just to mention again Tom tickets for the, the fight on the 29th of September is that right if yeah message you on uh, Instagram and Twitter give us a shout yeah yeah absolutely uh, good luck for that fight as well thanks very much yeah, good luck. Um, we're going to be back again um, to preview the West Ham game um, on the 12th of September which is a Wednesday which is uh, next week. Um, so, lads, once again, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.